Kia ora whanu. Today's episode of Anxiety Bay, we have the one and only, finally, the pivotal moment in this podcast, guest, Frankie Dalgleish. Jeez, long intro. Okay, so today's episode is sponsored by me and Frankie kind of having the same voice and you having to try and figure out which one of us is speaking at any given time. Good luck with that one. Also, it's extra long. I was going to make two parts, but then I thought, fuck it, it's my podcast, it's going to be one part. Okay, enjoy. Welcome back to Anxiety Bay. My next guest is, drum roll please, (laughs) Frankie Dalgleish, the one I made the podcast for in the first place. Um, She is my twin, she's fabulous, she's fierce, she's tenacious, and her hair always looks professionally done. Welcome Frankie! Oh my gosh, thank you. What a little rollout you just gave me. I know. Do you feel special? I do. Cool. Alright, onward with the questions. If we met, like, tomorrow, do you think we would be friends? Yes. Really? Yeah, 100%. Because you would want to be friends with me. <laughs> no. Um, no, nah, I'm kidding. And, uh, do you think I'd come across a little desperate? <laughs> I hope so. I'd love that. I'm just like, hi, what are you doing for fun? I'll hang out with you. No, no okay, um, wait. But, what, like, what do you think? This was a no, two-part. What do you think we would bond over? Oh, my gosh. We have so many of the same interests. But maybe that is because probably we grew I'd be up like, together. holy shit, parent trap, we have the same face. But you're like, maybe. <laughs> you're like, I love what the fuck is dec- happening? This is so weird. I love how you've decorated your body. Look I love at how, how you've decorated mine. It's so funny because it's the same base model. But you've, ru- you've ruined parts. yours. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've just chosen different stuff, haven't you? Um, but like, what do you th- like? That's the thing, though. What do you think we would bond over? Because it could be like, to be honest, all of the interests we I have. Think we though. would start with some surface level. I think we'd start what with would some it be? Gilmore Girls. I think we'd start with some like. But that's the thing that I'm trying to say. Like, what if we didn't have Gilmore Girls? Because we both we both were brought up on Gilmore Girls. But if I'm brought up in a different household and like I have different Scoobies. You know the Scoobies that we oh, made. Oh, okay. They're kind of universal. They are universal, and we both made them. I think most kids did who were around that generation. That's what you're starting with. You like walk up to me. You're like, "Hey, you Just ever made a Scooby? A Scooby is basically a um, a like, a, like a friendship bracelet made out of plastic. Yeah, well, that's a good description. So wait, but you're saying that like you've walked up to me and you've, or I've walked up to you. We've approached each other in some manner, and I've said. You've been like, wait, do you remember making Scoobies? Are you what you are right now? Yeah. I like your style. I'd approach you and be like, love the whatever you're wearing. Yeah. Vibes. So I think that's how we would start. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And then what would we... And then do you think we'd be good friends or do you think we'd just be like I friends? Think we would be, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's such a weird like idea. If you would describe yourself in fruit, what would it be? Just doing in here, this is really no, expensive. No, no, if there was like mango in the fruit salad, you know, people. 
people are people are hunting for that over the watermelon. No, I'd be. Over, I, I'm sorry, I'd be ready for the watermelon. Interesting. Well, you know, I'm a controversial figure, and that's why I'm a mango. <laughs> Here on America's Got Talent, or like Australia, whatever, New Zealand, I doubt that anyone's watching that. But anyway, you got a big audience. What do you go on there? What's your talent? Hmm. Um, I can curl my hair with a straightener. <laughs> <laughs> so that can the entire Western world. Um, well, okay. Um, what's my talent? I feel like I'm quite good at styling a jacket. Frank, seriously, this is like millions of people. They're not going to golden buzzer a jacket. <laughs> okay. Um, what would you do? Come on. Oh my god. <laughs> I rejected like all of your eyes. Okay, you know what I would do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd go back in time, kill Anna Kendrick, came, learn the cup song, and then I'd do that and claim it was what mine. What you're saying right now is that the reason Anna Kendrick is famous is because of that cup song. When she had a very successful Broadway career previous to Cup Song. No, I song. think you're misunderstanding. I think that the Cup Song would get me a golden buzzer on America's Next Top Got Talent if it was the first time it was ever done. Actually, that's a really clever answer. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, you'd have to have a <laughs> good singing voice. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do think the singing voice would be let me down a little, but I think that the novelty factor would at least get me through a round. I hear it. I hear it. Okay, if you're on a date with like a man lady and they're like, oh, just hold, like you're, you go on a wander, you're walking through like a park or something. Did you mean man slash lady? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you said man lady. <laughs> well, whatever. So you walk, you're walking like through like a, like a park or something and you get to like a little dairy and they're like, oh my gosh, hold on one sec. And they pop into the dairy and they come out with an ice cream and you're like, oh, thank And they're like, they just start eating it. And they're like, oh, okay, let's keep going. And you're like, wait, what? And they're like, oh, I just really felt like an ice cream. And you're like, what do you say to that? To be honest, in my head, even as you were telling the story, first of all, I didn't um, like that you immediately assumed I would think it was for myself. That was part of your story. Oh, Because sorry. I wouldn't. I would know it was for them. And I immediately would pretend for the rest of the date that like everything was going well but in my head I would never like I'm cutthroat man oh, you are I'd be so like cold. this is that's it I genuinely would be like you wouldn't be like wait why didn't you get me one or like could you I just I think at the point I think when you're confronting someone confronting someone usually if I'm going to confront someone because I hate doing it so much the reason I'm doing it is because I love the person and I actually want our relationship to grow further and me to get this off my chest or it's someone who is so incredibly heinous that confronting them is worth it and because it doesn't fall into either of those categories I no longer want this person in my life they're a horrible person and I don't care enough to confront them <laughs> they're a horrible person honestly I think that is a despicable thing to do <laughs> um and I just I just would be like cool and then I'd just be like oh sorry uh -huh, I'm you know I'm I'm late for I got something. my period. I yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good excuse. But basically, that's it. That's, for me, that would be the end of the friendship forever or date. Okay, vibes. I like your answer. Yeah. It was very powerful. Okay, two part of this one. Cool. Why do you hate peppermints? And when did you know you were gay? Oh, interesting. So basically, I think the peppermint thing, um, I have this theory that when kids, like, because, you know, everyone has one thing that they don't like. Yeah. I have a theory 
that when you were a baby mm. or a toddler, mm. a memory that you can't remember, something really oh. gross happened with that thing. Oh, I love this. Yes. Yeah. And you can't remember that. So it's like imprinted in your brain. Your body remembers it. Right. So you know people who are like, oh, I just can't eat avocados. I'm like, you were given like a rotten, a, a rotten a, like, or yeah, like an off avo and like the person didn't try it and they gave it to you and your body remembers You wanted to that. discard of the avocado. Yeah. Love it. Love. <laughs> um, okay. But basically, that's my theory. And that's I a think good one. Some, I don't know the exact memory. And um, when did I know I was bi? Um, I think I had inklings when you came out. Why? Just because as a twin, you know, I think that's a natural thing to happen. Right, okay. You're just like... You're just like, hey... Um, I think a lot of people around me had that thought. Yeah, just like... This is someone I know really well. We have all the same interests. We have all the same likes. Maybe a similar interest would be women. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, who knows? And then I think... Or non-binary folk. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that when I was in London, I had more of those feelings, as you know, because I called you drunk crying. (laughs) Haha, trends. (laughs) And then um, one day I kind of just... It's tricky, isn't it? Because I didn't have a moment like you where I dated a woman and then I was like, that was kind of your yeah. awakening. Do you look back at your childhood and see like little things where you're like, oh my God, I just loved like the pink fairy in Tinkerbell and you're like, oh, maybe that was um, a bit of a gay moment or are you like, no, that, I... Yeah, I do. That moment from, I've talked to you about this. Have you seen the movie Stick It? Yeah. The main character in that is definitely queer and I had a mad crush on her. Yeah, everyone... That's a big thing yeah. for a lot of people. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Or but... Kira Knightley in Pirates of the Caribbean was a gay awakening oh, for a lot of people. Yeah. 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 That's coming to me now. Yeah. But yeah, I think that when you're a kid, like some crushes, like crushes on people at school can be really um, like intense and yeah. kind of whirlwind. And some crushes are like, you know, I thought the guy from the Mary Kate Nashley movie was cute. And then I look back on it and I'm like, oh, maybe I actually thought the girl was too, but I didn't recognize that as a crush because yeah. I didn't even, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there wasn't that deeperness to it that was when I was like, and also I do think that crushes in, when you're in junior school, middle school, high school, some of them are like your, your friends are like, who do you have a crush on? And so you kind of have to. You know, there's a little bit like of like, makeup. yeah, yeah and then everyone like, hypes yeah. you up on your crush and there's the whole like, oh my God, are you going to talk to, you know, him after school or, or, you know, and, and I think they hype you up into liking them more and it becomes like all teen lit is like based around someone having yeah. a crush on someone. So I felt like that was really important. And I think that I honestly don't think that the option of females were present was presented to me until I was you know, in my, in my adult years, yeah, you know, like, no sure. one was like, who do you have a crush on, guy or girl? It was like, yeah, for which sure. boy out of the popular group, which was really the only pool you're allowed to pick yeah. from. Oh my God, you're so right. It's so weird. Um, did you have a crush on? And I, in my mind, I was kind of like, I guess, you know, that floppy haired blonde dude is better than the floppy haired brown dude. <laughs> brown hair. I don't think I put, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a really good answer. Brown hand, yeah, sorry. Do you feel pressure to dress um, in a sort of queer-coded fashion sometimes? No. Never. You're happy to be femme? 
Or do you think even the idea of me calling you femme is like a label that you don't really need? I don't need that label. Noted. I also think you led the way a lot for me to be by in the fact that you were like, this is who I... I don't know, like, I I definitely don't think I struggled with it as much as you, and I credit that to you struggling, because you broke a lot of barriers. Oh, thanks. Thanks, um, Chief. Yeah. But I also think that, like, you have to break your own barriers, though. Like, this is the thing that we talk about a lot, is that, like, yeah, sure, like, I had to break the, down the parents' barrier a little bit more, but mm-hmm. I didn't date a dude, and then everyone invalidated me. Um Whereas you've had to deal with that, and I don't know what that's like. And I, I just think the that's argument is so easy to crush, though. It's just like, well, how do you know? Um, you know that whole like age-old like, how do you know you're bi if you haven't? Because I haven't had like a relationship with a woman, and it was like, how do you know? And if you haven't dated a woman, and it's like, well, how do you know you're straight? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just so stupid. Do you think like, would you? Do, what do you think it would be like if we went to Pride together or Mardi Gras? Oh, right, because we've never lived in the same country. I think it'd be really fun. What do you think we'd do? Do you think we'd... Would you dress up? Oh, for sure. (laughs) I'd love it. I think you would benefit from that just because being in pride, especially for, like, the first time, I, I don't know if this is a little condescending, but it definitely is very... It's, like, the most affirming experience. Like you're I like, think that I will say this. I have been to pride before, but not when I'm out. Right, and that's what I so mean. So, like, it's, like, it's such... It's, like, the safest space you've ever been in, and, like, you just feel like I could do anything. I could be whoever I want to be in this awesome. moment. And you're so, you feel so confident within who you are. Well, that's how I felt, and I would love for you to experience that in that context. Like, obviously, I would like to experience that too. Yeah, in many contexts, but that one specifically is very unique. And I do think that I have a lot of insecurities around the whole um, by dating a man thing, and potentially, not that you should use pride to validate yourself, but potentially, yes, you should. should, That's what it means: being proud of who you are. Yeah, and I would like that to be. Yeah, because I feel like that part of myself is sometimes not on show publicly and yeah at pride you could i feel like i could fully express that side for sure what um teen high school movie would you want to be a part of ferris like bueller's the- day off ferris bueller's day off <laughs> what about fucking hogwarts nah oh mm, or you could be on center stage and be like break your high feet. school movie though come on okay i, would I just, wouldn't put hogwarts ya ya movie ya ya Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna table Ferris Bueller's Day Off. They just are uh, having so much fun. <laughs> All these things that it's like Ferris Bueller's a narcissist and like he treats everyone like shit. I'm like, guys, please don't. Like, uh, just <laughs> he leave is, where it is. Like he is. Like I don't even. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, and like you just. Narcissists are fun to be around. <laughs> Have you ever watched some comedy of Russell Brands? It's so. It's just enjoyable. Um, probably say. Harry Potter is the obvious choice, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's the funnest. Have you seen that TikTok that was like, there's like this guy, (laughs) this guy's talking about, like it was when that whole thing was like, you're the main, pretend you're the main character that all the Zoomers were doing. Oh yeah. They're like lying a hawking lot and cry or whatever. And this one guy (laughs) did this TikTok series where he was like in famous movies, what he would do. (laughs) He would be like, Jurassic Park. Well, uh, I'm going to say a ticket to Jurassic Park is upwards of hundreds of dollars. You've got to sign a lot of safety waivers. So my bet would be wouldn't have the money to go. Next. 
does all these like famous things. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it's just like he's like if you and his series is called like if you weren't the main character, <laughs> what you would <laughs> like if you were in Hogwarts, you'd be like oh, this is, like, real scary, and your parents would probably take you out of school, and you wouldn't see most of it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, why... So, Kelsey, you're not pi- fighting in Dumbledore's army. Um, yeah, my parents I'm actually... 17. Uh, my, my, I've not had sex yet, yeah, Brian. I'm, I'm 15, and my parents don't actually want me to go to war. Like, have you seen any propaganda and the way from Joe, war? The way all Joe writes it is, like, the Slytherins didn't fight because they were selfish. It's like... Actually, they just maybe had some logic behind their team. So ridiculous. Like in Alice's episode, we were talking about how they were more than prepared for the army. (laughs) Like seven years prep and they still had child soldiers. Do you think saying boomer and millennial just widens a gap between humans? And do you think we need the gap? Yeah, I do think it widens a massive gap, especially because millennial isn't an insult in my mind but boomer has become one yeah and so that is obviously a huge widening of gap on on that note i noticed that i used millennial the other day as an insult so that i could use the word boomer i noticed myself doing that i was like yeah we want a prize for everything and like i i need to be validated every minute both things i would arguably say are true i do need to be validated and i like prizes but like i said that to humanize myself more in the moment which is kind of fascinating and to your point I think that it's tricky though because um, so the generation before boomers were quite um, the problem I think the divide between millennials and boomers is the fact that um, you know typically millennials are quite liberal at least the divide that I feel and this might not be relatable I think this is in our world yes this is very my my world that the divide that I feel between say me and my parents and my uncles and aunties and like older gentlemen that I work with and older females is that um you know I I want you know things like equal rights and trans rights and you know the Black Lives Matter movement and from my perspective the boomers seem to not oh my gosh this is so complicated not that they're not uh on board but they seem less they seem less like into that yeah idea and or like in my mind you know like when i see you know the idea of a karen and when i see on like the tv um you know people being like this is just ridiculous it always seems to be someone in like the 50s age and yeah. it's very rarely but someone also that, in do you ever age. look at those people and just feel empathy that they're probably exhausted by life because like who has the time and energy to be that angry about something so arbitrary yeah there is but then that 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 pity that we're feeling is condescending to them do you think yes i mean i'd feel that way but anyway my oh. thing is like um I think that, so that divide that I feel is based on liberalness and based on the fact that it feels like that side is less for and my side is more for. But then I think that this is what I was trying to say. The generation before that was um, like, like kind of the, like their parents was more on their wavelength. But because those, that generation is passing away, they don't have as many people on their team and because generation is it x or z z generation mm. z zoomers 
yes, are more on our side. It feels like the divide the is getting is, yeah, yeah, getting bigger and that there are more people on our side and there's more like attacking from both sides mm. and it feels like you know, it's never a good argument if if it's three on one. Yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? Like if you're like in a car with someone and one person disagrees and the other three agree it's not going to be a really functional argument because the person who is disagreeing is just going to feel like they're being attacked as yeah, opposed it to becomes them too emotional. having yeah. a debate. Yeah. Because having three people disagree with you is dehumanizing. It, it feels it, awful. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. So I just think that as the as the there is more people on this side yelling at boomers and not explaining it and like looking at them like they're idiots, I think that the 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 gap widens and it becomes yeah. Also, it's fun to be right. And I think that the thing is, I've realized that I used to want to be right so bad. But now it's like, you go into an argument. It's like, am I willing to learn something from the other person? Mm. Are they willing to learn something from me? Sometimes because I, I don't feel that way. Well, I feel like, yeah, well, obviously not. Because you get caught up in the moment. And it's I find that if I get emotional in an argument, I'm just, it's my points are going to not go. Because I'm like, ah, how could you not believe that I deserve rights? And I'm like, no, no, no. Let's actually, but every time I go into an argument with like, say, you know, boomers like Jackie and Kit, I always learn something and they always learn something from me. And I'm like, this is so much more productive. Like, this seems so obvious, but it's Mm. so much more productive. And I'm like, actually, the gap isn't that wide. I don't know. I I think that um, the problem is that sometimes it's easy for the thing that these debates often lack is respect for the other side 100% and I am a victim of that when someone says something and I'm like that's so sexist like I've lost all respect for you and I don't care about your opinion in my life or anything you're going to say further instead of just being like okay so he's uh, sorry to say he but let's be real he said something sexist um like let's look past that and think about what he's actually trying to say well that's the thing you can't get anywhere and this is exhausting and horrible but you actually can't get anywhere if you just like people who say like I don't know this is a real hot take but people who say like well I'm not willing to debate over my thing for basic human rights I'm like I fundamentally agree with that like it's really hard to debate with someone when they're just like well, I don't think gay people deserve things. And Especially I'm just like, when they have the I'm thing. Like, yeah, it's like, that's exhausting. But it's also, like, why do you need gay marriage? It's like, well, why do you need but marriage? But, like, also, I'd more be rather, like, I've learned that depending on where my mental health's at and if I'm up for it, I'd rather debate with them or not even debate, just understand why they feel that way and then work to dismantle it because... I don't even know why people... It is. But I sometimes find out, like, reasons people feel this way. And I'm like, well, that is totally different to what I would assume... Like, why I would assume you felt that way. Or, like... Mm. And and also, it's really quite easy to poke holes in things. And they're not going to go away and change their mind. But they're going to go away and be like, oh, that was really easy to poke a hole in. Like, the the whole thing thing of, like, gay marriage or marriage equality, rather, is, like... Sorry to interrupt. But it's, like marriage equality and it's like you know I don't believe people should have marriage equality like it's part of the church like and then it's like well the church approves divorces so like you know you can just point poke holes in things so easily and then it's like at least you're making people think I don't know I think the other thing that I I think that one of the things that helps um 
the only thing that will change someone's mind is meeting someone who has those circumstances. Yeah. So, like, you know, if they have, like, I just have seen this, like, work. Like, people are like, oh, I don't, I don't believe in, you know, say, let's say gay rights, because that seems to be the one we're talking about. And then they just, like, work with a, a gay man Yeah, it's or so person. easy. It's so and easy. And he's just, like, really normal and really lovely and really, I don't know what even is normal, but, you know, he's just a normal human being who's really lovely. And the whole idea they had of this person that was horrid was all just kind of made up in their head. Yeah. But that is the only way that they'll change that idea and... Yeah, it's like that quote that's like, there's no one in the world that if you met them and heard their entire... No, there's no one in the world if you heard their entire story, you wouldn't fall in love with them. Really? Well, it's just a quote, but I like it. You don't agree? Well, if I hear my cousin's entire story, I'm not about to <laughs> jump on the bones. No, it... Yeah, you don't What's your, like, what would be your last meal? And do you miss fine? Oh, like the prison <laughs> meal thing? Yeah. I it just was think t- about that, like, going into death. I just wouldn't want to eat. Wait, no, okay. No, no, no. What would be your favourite... What's your favourite meal? Okay, so I was talking to someone about this recently, actually. And I'm like, what's your favourite meal? And people are always like, oh, I'd have, like, a good steak. I'm like, okay, right. we start out. Ball of Skittles. <laughs> Next course. No, Cheese ready. and crackers. Can I hit, Next can I course. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then let's, like, the drinks. They're like, oh, and a nice cold beer. I'm like, first nice course, one sip, one beer. sip, one sip of a milkshake. <laughs> Second drink. Says the girl working in craft beer. Okay, I'm going to hit you with it. And you're going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're going to start off. It's a smorgasbord, right? There's no courses. I'm just going to hit <laughs> This my, is what I'm saying. I'm going to hit it you... when I want to hit it. Hit it, hit it, hit it, hit Chocolate it. Chocolate-covered strawberries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate-covered strawberries. Um, ready salted <laughs> chips. Eight different kinds of hummus. I'm talking beetroot. We're, we want some sun-dried up in there. And, oh. and wait, wait, wait. And, like, a sheep's brain. Like, you might want to try it. <laughs> Never tried it before. Give it a go. Um, this is one of the things I'd really love. You know how you can get sun-dried tomatoes? Yeah. A whole tomato that's sun-dried. <laughs> what if the sun-dried tomatoes are whole tomatoes? No, but they never are, are they? They're little squiggly bits. But maybe that's what they try into, Frank. Um, no, I want, like, a whole sun-dried <laughs> tomato. I want, um, like, I want garlic bread, french fries from McDonald's, Popcorn chicken from KFC. You know the KFC used to do that thing where they would do two pieces of chicken and bacon in the middle. And there was something else in the yeah, middle. I cheese. think it was like cheese and gravy. Yeah. One of them. No, I don't want that. Yeah, but Frank, it's it's there. You you, it's you my have, meal. You don't have to eat it. No, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> it's there. I don't want it. That's gross. Some salami? It doesn't appeal to me. Some salami. Some, some meat you can see through. I want some prosciutto <laughs> that I can see through. I want some prosciutto that I can see through. I want some salt water from Crete. What? Oh, so it's there. Only works for an argument of a fucking chicken sandwich. It's from Crete. Yeah. I want some salt water. You're going to drink that? Give it a taste. Okay, why not? Um, I'd like to see if, if they can try and bottle some sunshine. Oh, yeah. What about the, the cake that Bruce Bogtrotter eats? The chocolate cake. No, her sweat and blood went in. <laughs> That's not appealing. 
<laughs> have you seen Bruce the Have you seen the movie? Yeah, but like right. I, it, I'd I'd go for a slice. Oh. What about butter beer? I've had butter beer. Was it good? It was good. It was ginger beer with kind of condensed milk on top. Okay, vibey. That's what. What I about like. um? Is that it? No. I like mussels, fresh and from a tin. Yep. Um, I'd like um, sushi. Yep. I'd like, you know when you're a kid and you go to a restaurant and they give you like a plastic animal on the side of your drink? Oh my God, yes. One of those. Yeah. And the feeling that comes with it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. I've got it. Cheesy toast so you can throw it off the table. Disgust. From Sizzler. Cheesy toast. No one wants cheesy toast. Stop taking my meal away from Shit. (laughs) What else you got? I want, um... A Mars bar, but I want it from a road trip midway through <laughs> yeah. with friends. And I want Aww. the feeling of biting into it in a car. Yeah. Eight different kinds of wine, ranging from 11 to $1,000. Don't tell me which is which. Um, a sandwich that you grab from an airport on your, like you're meeting someone in a different country and you're like, I haven't had lunch, I'm going to grab a sam- sandwich wow. from the airport. And that feeling of like, you're so excited, you just hit London. An untouched cheese board. Oh my God. But Sh- like, it's chatoot toot board. No, it's charcuterie. Yeah, chatoot toot. The chatoot toot. Um, Takeaway Indian curry when you're hungover. Oh my God, stop it. Um, With a bit of arm for a dip dip. Bit of dip dip. Oh, sorry. Um, and Lassie. I don't want to eat a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Lassie is like a, it's like an Indian drink. It's a mango like. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Lassie. Like Lassie. Lassie's mad. Ruff ruff. Bills fell down the well. Oh. Lassie. Ruff ruff. Yeah. How are we gonna get to Bill? No. Lassie. No more of this. <laughs> So like, oh, I've got it. I've got it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, school camp, and they've just announced that after lunch you get free time, and that's the meal you're eating right after. I don't remember school camp ever being that fun. I don't no, have any but they say like that. you get free time, and you're like, oh, and they're like you can go to the beach if you like. You know what you just described to me in my head? What? Trapped. <laughs> So excited that we get a minute of free time. I know. You know, uh, schools are actually set up like prisons. We did a class on this at uni. Like every single part of it is is based off the modelled off the prison system. That's horrid. Yeah. And believable. Yeah. Um, might be it. I'd like. Um, an animal to deliver me some food. Aww. I don't really mind what it is. Like it a kanga be... and it comes out of its pouch. Yeah, or like a little monkey. Or I'd, I'd, I'd ins- even have it around have a dog's s- collar. Oh, cute. Have you seen the inside of a kangaroo's pouch? Yeah, it's horrid. It's flesh. I thought it would be furry. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know why you thought it would be furry? Why? Because you probably had a stuffed animal and they didn't make it flesh. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> yeah. Let's make it as authentic <laughs> as we can, Bill. Let's put some flesh in there. Oh, mate, you've always got the good ideas, Bill. I think the kids would absolutely absolutely eat it up. They'd love it. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me today, Francis. Oh, thank you so much. I had such a lovely time. Did you? My love to the kids. 
Um, they actually, they actually don't want to talk to you anymore after the incident. Oh, I thought it's called might... a double bounce, Francis. <laughs> and the trampoline was not sturdy enough. I we just... still haven't seen Timmy. <laughs> We're hoping one day he'll fall back down. I think he's clinging to a cloud. 